even suggest that you bring the mic a little, little, little bit closer. Like, do you see the distance I, I am yeah. from it? And also, you can, you know, move it. Like, don't don't worry about stretching. It's like, I just don't know your height, so it's not, like, adjusted. Like this? But yeah. So it's not listening to my hair? Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm gonna that's another out. story. That's a sad yeah. story. That's a... Almost a military story. Yeah, I'm just gonna. It's. Ju I'm just gonna interview people's hair. Yeah. That's the. <laughs> yeah. Composer hair. That's a. That's something that people think about, right? Yeah. So, so it's a bad hair day, huh? Composer. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna interview composers and conductors about their hair. Yeah. That's a, in a hair talk with. Then you're gonna put some pictures of the wind next to it or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. That's it. And it's just gonna be. It's gonna be like after this, we're gonna do like a photo shoot. <laughs> And I'm just going to be looking. It's just going to be me documenting, like, yeah. hair. So your bike got stolen, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, welcome to Berlin. It happens to, you know, it happens to everybody once. It's an initiation. Now you're now you're officially here. You're yeah. fucking... Some, someone, someone stole your bike. And there were several bikes on the street. Why did they have to pick up mine? There were, like, two bikes in the same lock. Why didn't they, you know, get two for one? Let me right, tell you right something. Right next to it. Like, every day your bike did not get stolen, someone else has got chosen. You know, so you're lucky that you actually made it this far without yeah. getting your bike stolen. I got mine stolen maybe, yeah, like you, like six months after, yeah. six months after I bought it. And then I, f then I found it actually. Whoa. And, uh, Where? like someone at the, else, at flea so, market? So, no, it wasn't, it wasn't at a flea market. It was actually nearby in vetting the, the choreographer I work with. I had to borrow one of her bikes and we went to like the, the Hof, like the courtyard where all the bikes were. And then I just saw mine. <laughs> like that's my bike. Somebody... And it was Stole locked. It. What? And it was locked with a different. It lock. was locked, and somebody else owned it. And admittedly, it was a super, super shitty bike. And I can almost guarantee that the person who stole it was not the person who, like, somebody yeah. stole it and resold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost, it's almost like part of the game. And I wasn't gonna like take my. I, I, I just let them keep it. It was such yeah. a piece of shit bike. I went walking a little bit in the morning to see if somebody just took it for a little short uh, joyride. Yeah, it's del they, delusional. They, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. You're not gonna. You yeah, know. I knew that the flats were the, the tires were really flat, so you couldn't get far with it if you just started driving it. But you know, I guess they took it to just on a car or something. There's a whole community of bike thieves out there. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure right now there's some fucking bike thief interviewing another bike thief about <laughs> about being about <laughs> about music <laughs> no, 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 no about stealing bikes you know yeah. and what it's like here in berlin to steal bikes yeah you know? this is my theory uh, it happens as part of i mean you you bought us that bike that you bought was stolen probably it was definitely cheap. what you think okay. somebody yeah those flea markets aren't legitimate <laughs> you know you, I mean, at least it's the only thing that ever gets stolen here in Berlin, in New York or Barcelona or other, you know, other more dangerous cities. Mm -hmm. Someone will take your wallet, yeah. and that's so much worse. Yeah, you know? I was I was just joking that my actually my running shoes now I'm, I have to get some exercise, so I'm switching to running. My running shoes are like several times more expensive than the bike. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it was shitty. Cheap bike and it's a pretty good running shoes. So. You just can't buy a good one here. There's no. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Or it will, it will cost like seven hundred euros. I've seen these shops. They're just around the corner. It's like yeah, really but but the thing, if, okay, if you're if you're gonna buy an expensive one, then you can't leave it outside. You have yeah, to yeah. bring it to. Yeah, you have to bring yeah. it up to your apartment. Yeah, yeah. you know, to, to, every to the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and like you wake up and like the bike's gone in your bed, and you're like, fuck, they're good, man. <laughs> they're good. good. They didn't take anything else. <laughs> They just want the bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Thanks for coming by. The way this is going to work is we're going to talk a little bit and then we'll talk about the piece. Then we'll listen to the piece. Yeah. I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do magnetic. Yeah. yeah. Um, Where is it? this going to be? This is gonna, this is going to be on a website that I yeah. uh, put up. That's, that's really good because it kind of lowers the level of getting into it. Perhaps, you know, just two, two people talking about music than, you know, getting a score and, oh my God, what is this about? Yeah, you know, I just feel like conversations that composers have between one another are better than what happens when you put a composer on stage. Yeah. Which is, which is for me, is just like a public relations uh, disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pressure and expectations of an audience are there, and it becomes this weird formal thing that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any experience? I mean, do, do, you, do you have to do that all the time? You just, this, you just did this often. Estonian thing. Where yeah. you were on television, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. What was that? Tell me about. Tell me about that. This is where Magnetic was performed yeah. too, right? Yeah, okay, the so premiere, maybe yeah. we can get into. Yeah, yeah. they just. Uh, I, we just had the dress rehearsal, and then this TV crew comes in, and you know, can we interview you? They put a little makeup and put you in a nice chair. They put. They 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 put. They they have a chair and makeup. Well, I, I they they said okay, you don't need. You have a dry skin, but they put the they put the, some makeup on the other guy. Really? <laughs> he was really kind of, you know, he was the pianist and he'd been playing the whole day. He was kind of sweaty. So, the, you know, kind of, like, so, so this dude's fine, but you are really, really ugly. So we have a guy for you, for yeah. ugly people. Yes. Yeah. It's great that <laughs> like, we brought him in. Get the ugly, get the, get the guy, get the ugly yeah, the, people the guy. The Delta Force guy. Yeah, yeah, Delta Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very often, I, at some point, it's like every time, it's, it's really, it's started to get a little bit annoying. Like, I had a premiere in Kyoto 2007. It's like a hall full of this Avanti Hall in Kyoto. It's like maybe a thousand people there. And, you know, I have to go there very formally in a Japanese, very organized style. And we've rehearsed that. Like, okay, go sit there where you will be sitting during the concert and then walk here. Pretend that we just play your piece and then we do the interview and they translate it into Japanese. We've rehearsed it several times. They knew exactly what I'm going to say. Like ah, oh, this is this. It's you know, it's stressful enough to have your piece there, and you kind of possible public humiliation just <laughs> just coming, and and then you have to go there yourself and just you know make another humiliation. <laughs> that's like, maybe that's a Japanese thing too. You had to pretend that your piece was just played. You should pretend that. Oh, I, th I think it was it was just before it was being played. But anyway, then I, okay, go there, and then then we even they even rehearsed it okay now we played it and now you come there and bow i'm like do i really have to do that please please <laughs> i know how to i know how to bow you know like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sure. actually you know I'm, I'm, i've I'm, been doing it all day <laughs> yeah yeah that's true i'm sure they're very specific about how they how they want their bows to look you know yeah, so, yeah. some you know these that's how you're gonna do it really you should have pretended that they did a horrible job on your piece yeah <laughs> you're like, like that was terrible I'm never coming back here. Yeah, coming, yeah and we even yeah. prepared a little joke. I speak a little Japanese to them, so they will clap. And they did clap, like they rehearsed it too, the audience. Like, oh my god. Wait, the audience was there rehearsing? No, 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 no. But it, it felt like <laughs> that. Because, then, okay, you say this, and then they will clap and laugh. And they did. And very often, the, the, I was just, I think it was just a bit after I was at this workshop. Like 10 composers, each composed a two-minute piece. And before each piece, they they had a theme to it, same text by Shakespeare. And before that, each composer was interviewed. So the interviews were longer than two minutes. And then, you know, it's like, now it's getting ridiculous, you know, this thing. Yeah, and once I even went to a performance of my piece, it was like way out of Helsinki in, in Vaasa, in northern Finland, kind of. And 
I just went there to surprise the player. Just got the, some people were driving that direction. Hey, I'm, I'm going to check that out. How he's playing that piece now. It's, it's been a while. So I heard it and I, I just went there. I tried to hide there in the audience. And then just before he played my piece, he has to uh, retune the instrument, like scordatura. He noticed me. Hey, while I tune, I see that the composer is there. Could you make a presentation? <laughs> and I must say, I, we had a class reunion the last night. Yeah. I was horribly hungover being in a car. It's like super hot, plus 35 <laughs> degrees, like really dehydrating. <laughs> and then I have to speak like this again. Oh my God, this is, I'm, I'm going to say I, I don't speak. I'm, I'm a mute. You know, did you, did you mute. not, did you not do it? I did it. Yeah, of course I did. How was that? How did it, how did it go? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> But I, I think people like it, you know, you have a composer who can be really yeah, relaxed. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, see, see, for me, if you had gotten up there and you were like, you know, I drank a lot. I had a class reunion. I drank a lot last night. And I don't know. I'm really dehydrated right now. Anyway, I shouldn't, this have, is what I shouldn't this, have come. It was a this joke. Is, yeah, yeah. This is what this piece is about. You know, that for me would have been better and would at least at least would have created a better relationship and preparation for the audience <laughs> than i don't know you getting Whenever up there yeah yeah you getting up there and talking about some extended technique or yeah. you know or whatever it is you feel like yeah. you have to talk about when you're in a position like that i knew what to say about the piece it's uh, it was in recent memory it was quite a, quite a recent piece and i, I knew what i wanted to say uh, I basically i i said i think i said what i wrote about it so you have to so you've done this a bunch of times then yeah and i i was just in at a festival in finland called time of music i i gave an hour lecture each day basically i was just playing records but i made them into into different themes i used to really freak out about giving uh giving an hour lecture and i'm like what am i going to talk about and then you just figure out how to do it yeah and then it's super yeah. Then super easy. So you had to. So this is the. This is yeah. This is like the other part of what we do is people forcing you to get up there and talk. Yeah, but I think it makes sense. Music is kind of an abstract thing. You know, it's it's not very evident. Maybe what you or maybe you you can compose in a way that it's really. You know, you don't have to say anything. It's that's what it is. I mean, I I kind of like the not saying anything. Uh, or or is or, that's why you're doing this? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I if if you're going to say something then it's impossible to do a good job in uh, three mm. minutes, four minutes, five minutes, you know. And it's so you're always talking at people and you're not. And for me, that's not really engaging in, in something. But sometimes if you're doing something really kind of novel, or you want to try something out, you know, it's, I think it's very, very important to kind of point people into the direction you're making. So otherwise they could be kind of listening to other stuff. Missing the point in the piece. But it, of course, it could be that it's if it's really... If people would otherwise miss the point, maybe the point was not making so well. But but if it's that's really I mean, something like you're posing a new way of listening some, to something, mm. like my, my my flute piece, you know, you uh, it's good to give some heads up, and I'm, I'm always willing to talk. That's true. I think the that heads up is nice, but sometimes I wonder if uh, having extended program notes or explaining what you should be listening to isn't somehow uh, supplementing a piece that isn't as strong as it could be with the idea you're working with, yeah. you know? So how much how much longer are you in Berlin for? Until the end of the month. That's it? That's it. And then and then you're going back to... Uh, to you're one of the Nomad composers. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I you know, I mean, I'm, kinda... I'm coming back if I get like another grant like i had now even you get the one. fucking sweetest shit it finish 
That's it. I mean, explain. Okay, yeah. this is actually something I really wanted yeah. to talk to you about. <laughs> explain to me your situation coming from Finland, one of the Nordic countries that have a lot of money—not oil money, but I yeah. guess Nokia money. You were telling me, yeah, on paper. Um, they that they just uh, hook you up. You, yeah, just, you have it, to earn it. You know, you have to show that you're working. You have a. I know that people who work a lot, but they don't have enough performances in in Finland, or just in, enough performances in general. They're just not. They don't get. They never get these grants. You have to be kind of active, and even now I have to show up for this money. It's but you know more maybe a, just just having pieces there, but being a composer. That's why I couldn't work while I had the grant. It was you know you you have to then you're we're giving you this grant and then you will just go, uh, focus on composing. Yeah, I know a lot of grants that do that. That mm-hmm. they're saying we're gonna we're giving you the money, but you cannot earn uh, more than X amount of. Uh, euros yeah. a year if you have this grant because this is your job now. Yeah. Your job. Well, is it doesn't do say this. that I can still get you know commission fees and stuff like that. It doesn't say how much money. It just said that I cannot have a day job. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can only earn so much money from outside work. Yeah, that's exactly. you yeah. know that's not related to the uh, to the grant. Yeah, somebody said it was a Icelandic uh, flutist who got the similar similar deal and also moved here in Berlin. She put it nicely. You know, it's just money to be me. That's um, fantastic. That's the best. Yeah, you know, everybody, whether or not they're an artist, wants yeah. <laughs> wants yeah. that on some level. You know, yeah. but it took a little little bit getting accustomed to that. Okay, now I can just compose because I already I always had a, like a part time job and I divided my time. But now I had all the time in the world, so it took a little while just to actually start working because you could do it any time and whatever. So but it's, it's, at first it was like, you know, at first I was, was in Paris for a little bit. I was like, oh my God, I'm in Paris. And, you know, I had to change my rhythm. But now it's it's fantastic. I can just, I'm in the middle of composing a piece. I'm just, I wake up, I work, I eat, I work more. Maybe I go to a concert. If there's not, I work even more. And then I go to sleep. And then I wake up again until it's done. I so mean, people, it's... people said, how can you compose your pieces so fast? Like, you know, it's like three weeks and you have it. I was like, well, I, I work really long days. And I used to, it used to take longer before because I had these days in between and then you have to get back into it. Like, what was I thinking? I remember when I was a teenager and I started composing, I always wanted, I was really uh, nervous that I couldn't write a piece or whatever little pieces I was writing during one one day. Like, you know, I wanted to get it now. I want to, you know, I, I have the idea. I want to just be able to write it down but then you know it's, you know it's dark and you know I have to sleep and it's always bugged me ah, I didn't make it and then I realized that if I want to do it you know you just can't do it in one day at one sitting kind of so I prefer having this kind of period that I just work and minimize everything I don't need you know I worry about the bills later you know so Finland has tons of grants. Um, well Norway is way better <laughs> what I've heard they have like you know they have the oil money they have this amazing luxury things maybe you have to interview a norwegian composer to get the actual facts but what i've heard it's like whoa but we've, we've i think we're, we're okay if you if you apply for something mm. you know, what are your chances well given that you you have regularly uh enough performances and you're you've studied it really you're just graduating i think it's it's, it's quite sure you will get at least something like when you graduate it'd be really strange not to get it but there must be something but you know you can't have it all the time, and that's that's kind of a problem of it. You're you get a, like a six month grant, you can't have a day job, so you lose your job. 
basically. Then you, you want to get back there and okay, we hired somebody else and he, he's going to be here forever. You know, that's what happened actually to me. They said it, that, yeah, come back. And now I mailed them and they were like, okay, we kind of, you know, we're going to do it without you now. Yeah, you know. Or I, maybe I've, I've been thinking about just trying to stretch it, you know. Maybe um, try try the unemployment money because it's 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 also it's it's a welfare country. Kind of go there to the job uh, office and say that okay, I'm a composer. I'm I'm looking for work. What can you give me? And it probably can't really give me anything. So they have, they give this basic kind of money and then just try to compose as much as I can because then I have this free time that I have now as well. I've been thinking about that, just trying to you know, re live as cheap as possible and just try to you know, live up composing, waiting for the next grant. Do you have issues with uh, welfare, like going to an unemployment office and... I've been thinking it could be kind of great, you know, because it's when I decided to be a composer or, you know, it decided it for me, I kind of knew, you know, I'm not going to be a, the richest man of our, in the, in the next class reunion party but uh and i've kind of accepted that but I, so it's kind of it, it would be cool to make it without ever going to the unemployment office you know just making it on my own yeah. having part-time jobs and stuff like that uh in the netherlands they have some kind of a system that you if you kind of make enough money with your art made composing or or a painting or whatever uh then you get kind of some money from the state to kind of fill fill the rest Kind of your income, kind of if there's enough uh, activity going on, then you. Can well, I think the Netherlands are famous for that, but that's not yeah. happening anymore yeah, because that's... of this austerity stuff. Yeah, and they're actually getting rid of. Uh, God, what's the name of that? The music, music centrum. The, yeah, 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 music centrum. Kind of it's, a inform which is, music which, information centrum. Yeah, yeah, which 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 is a great music information website if you're a composer because yeah. they have all they have really good opportunities posted on it. It's really sad. I always say that you know if there's no culture, there's no country, and the Netherlands famous for that, the culture. Now it's being famous for its political environment. It's not much of a attractive thing anymore. It's getting more conservative in every country. Yeah, even in Finland, you know, there's yeah. this. That big uh, in the elections, I don't know if you heard about it, this so-called true Finns party. They won like uh, what was one out of every five votes, and they're famous for the populist slogans like uh, all this postmodern fake art should be, all these experiments should be just cut all the funding and you know Sibelius is you know that's that's real music and you know kind of nationalistic music that's art but. Where is this coming from? Why is that? Well, you know, it's happening in other countries. But since yeah. you're from Finland, I'm gonna ask you to maybe explain why is that? Why why is that happening in that country? Um, I think it's something to do. You know, we have a great uh, health system. You know. Yes. Uh, what uh, U.S. U.S.A. is, I think, is trying to get now, but still, it's it it, it used to be better, and now uh, the big generation that was born right after the war is now getting retired so there's a lot of old people and very little uh, like working class people so of course people want or i don't know of course but they seem not to be very keen on the idea that there's so many artists hanging on you know they should do real jobs and people should take care of the elderly people 
And still, culture is like one percent of the budget. That's what I mean. It's like it's, it's a fake. Yeah. Why do you have to always target uh, arts? You know, it's not. It's not very because rich. it's the easiest. Yeah, it's the easiest. It's 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 the easiest because there's no practical application for it. Um, well, it was Finland. a real shock. I happened to be in Finland uh, on the election day. Just there. to vote? No, I was actually I voted here, but I then there was a my friend had a. I think he got married or something. Or was it the bachelor party? One of my best friends was... So I just went there. Oh, it was just devastating. Everybody changed their pictures into on Facebook into just black squares. And it's, and I had the flight off from Helsinki the next morning. I already booked it, but it was kind of like, okay, see ya. What's going to happen? What was so devastating about it? Because this uh, True Finns party and with their... Uh, very obvious views on 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 arts got so many votes. You st- started walking around in Helsinki, like every fifth voted for these guys who just want to, you know, cut funding. And they're also very uh, critical, like they say, towards immigrants. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, finally, uh, I'm positive because they can't really. I I read somebody like figured out like what could they done if they even they didn't form they didn't get into the into the uh, the government they didn't form the government uh, uh, because they were so nobody could work with them they were so kind of strange and everything um, and they, even though they could have gotten there they could even have tear the whole thing down it this it's the foundations are really strong for the arts you, one cover, government can't bring it down but the general attitude is it's getting worse i have to drink something it's tea's right there yeah but it's it's kind of drying my throat yeah tea tea does that yeah yeah what kind of context do you want your music to be in the easiest answer is i write this kind of music because it's the kind of music that i want to be do i want to exist what i want to listen to and it doesn't somehow for some reason it doesn't exist yet and it helped me to realize it actually because then uh, it wasn't just like okay I'm interested in in uh, microtonality and noise because now I uh, I'm currently writing a piece for accordion and, and piano and the the microtonal possibilities of those two instruments are quite limited and there's not so much noise as in a in a string instrument uh, so that can't be the kind of the answer or kind of it partly is, is the answer I'm very interested in in uh, microtonality. Uh, but that's more of a of the material I'm working uh, through to get that idea, the concept that is behind. And in recent pieces, I the, the way I've formulated myself uh, is um, is kind of I don't know how to say it in, in a very short way, but it's kind of uh, listening anew, the kind of. Uh, mm, Oh, he's getting. By the way, this he's taken out the notes. He wrote this it down. This is why I did it because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking in terms of of F sharp, and I can't uh, say that. Did you uh, rehearse this in front of a mirror before no, you no, came? No, I, I, like... was, I was in a public place having breakfast yeah. at Schwarze Pumpe. Yeah. Why are you wearing a tuxedo right now? Is what I'm saying. It's like... <laughs> why did I take a taxi? <laughs> I told you my bike. Was... By the way, there's a Japanese audience here sitting right from us in there, and they're just just constantly bowing at us. It's very they're very good at it. I sort of <laughs> hidden this little work, but I just think if there is some meaning to this thing that people want to cut now, the arts, it is to be mm-hmm. transcendental, so we can kind of maybe see uh, 
new sides to our ourselves or our reality. Yeah. Um, be kind of a mirror. And it's actually it's part of this piece I'm writing now. I was thinking like, what if the piece could speak? What would what would it say? So it it says something like, "Aren't I here to be a mirror so you can see your world anew?" I really like that way of thinking about it. Mm. And if you think about it that way, that it's it's illuminating the world in a way uh, that gives that gives people more perspective, then I think that justifies public money and that justifies being supported if if that's your purpose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I want to defend my mirror because I, I really spend a lot of time writing this actual text for the piece. Yeah. Because I, I knew I had to write it myself anyway. It would have taken much longer to find some poetry that kind of says the same thing in, in a different way. And I want it to be kind of direct um, and to be able to control it. Um, the mirror in a way that it, uh, I want my music to also kind of make people aware of how they listen. So they become conscious of, of their own habits of listening. Take something that always people kind of take for granted and... and Maybe change it or elaborate it and tear it into pieces. I'm very happy that I've managed to come up with new things to explore. And then with Magnetic, uh, there is the kind of concept of what, what is an interval. Maybe uh, I came up with this saying, what was it? Uh, Timbral-minded way of looking into an interval. Because the, the, it kind of, if you listen to the sound of an interval, it changes if you play it very low on the piano, say. Or very high, you play a third, high up and way down low. It's it's for me, it's a totally different timbre. Thinking of intervals as in mathematical distance that's equal regardless of register mm. is an old way of thinking. Yeah, 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 is an old way of thinking about it. And then I, I want to really uh, dive into this thing and all the gradations in between. So it's like it's a different kind of in an old way of seeing. It's a different actual interval you're playing in the, each octave. But it sounds the same as it, it possibly can. And that in, inclu- uh, involved a lot of micro intervals. I, it's the first time I used eight tones. The whole concept is listening anew, so it's, it's not that much mathematics. It's, it's very simple mathematics that I uh, came up with, how, how it works, how I can transpose the timbre of a certain interval. It's, it's really trivial almost. Uh, what is it? Explain it. It's basically if you transpose it uh, two octaves up, then you have the amount of sense that is the interval. So you have uh, 100 hertz. Uh, so that's the minus second. You have that. You go one octave up, it's 25 cents. You go two octaves up, it's 50 cents. Okay. So, so it's talking, okay, music, you know, it's, it's intervals. These new intervals, they sound the same in each register as opposed to the you have like a low minor third and then a high minor third and it's a different world altogether
you take very kind of like very sustained uh just sustained chords that you're supposed to be listening to carefully and even the way you were explaining it and even the program note you were talking mm. about i think transfers very uh, uh very well to the sonic reality of the piece in the beginning yes and then uh and then you start to develop this uh for lack of a better term i'm going to i'm going to call it groove <laughs> and the focus turns into an introduction to this harmonic material mm. And now I'm going. And now I'm going to take it and turn it into a groove. And that does two things. It sets up a very clear narrative that I think it's easy to follow. And uh, it also changes the focus of the ear to something, something pedagogical, like very clearly showing what the process is and how you did it. To like I said, something more stylized and maybe should not be so analyzed as in the first mm. part. Technically speaking, it's kind of a chacon i always wanted to do a chacon but i i can always go maybe this was the record i went twice through the whole thing i can never can repeat the same uh, row or something uh, but here the first time there is these intervals we go from one interval we study that then we go to the next one usually going from from low to high um, and then when we do the the same thing again then it starts to get kind of groovy a little well there's nothing you know what what can i say about the group um but uh, i thought about maybe there's kind of a psychological uh effect that first you kind of been introduced to the intervals as themselves as give them as much time as i i i should uh, see fit and and then you kind of maybe i don't know if it's a wrong word but kind of fooled into believing them in a way that now you're just making music out of them and so this is, this yeah, is completely it's, natural yeah, yeah, like, to have is that what you meant by pedagogical? Yeah, or not? No, no. I mean, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't use the word "fooled," mm. but um, you're like, okay, this is an acceptable language with a logic to it that I understand. Mm. You know, you've you've presented that to me clearly enough, where it's you know, uh, it's in my head, and I've mm. and I've learned it, and then you and then you take it, and then you develop it. It could have very easily been a piece that the whole thing would have been like the first half mm. of it. You know, now I'm relieved that actually this new piece doesn't seem to have any groove in it for for a change. Oh, really? So how many how many quote groove pieces do you know? Uh, I think Magnetic was the third. I wrote a little very short workshop piece in the in the beginning, but you know, for me, three is uh, it's a lot. Usually, I change kind of from piece to piece. I have kind of a fresh idea. You have fresh ideas, but do you think okay? So there, you have to have some type of commonality in there that gives you an identity. What do you? you know what would that be well people say that they you know they kind of recognize it or you know this is continuation of what you've been done before yeah but, and uh, was it again misquote but I think Ligeti said that that you know it's, if you're a, you know you're a person if this thing kind of handles itself or you know it comes yeah, through it, anyway yeah, so yeah, I, I and I've uh, of course there are some um, something that you know okay I started working on it with this piece and I wanted to continue on it. I take a different look at it, but it's kind of, it's a continuous flow anyway. I just don't destroy everything. I mean, I, I, I do think that that is something that composers don't trust in themselves enough that, okay, I mean, you're a person, you have your own sensitivities and mannerisms. Don't, don't be the guy who's like, I use this type of technique all the time and that's me. Mm. No, you can, you can actually have a number of interests and go wherever you want and just kind of trust that there are enough things going on in your head that you're unaware of that 
you're going to you're going to be drawn towards this some type of commonality that gives yourself an identity. Uh, what was the reaction for this piece in Estonia? Um, it's hard to say. It was funny, um, and it's, I should have acted faster they, because they did this television program about it. Well, not just about my piece, but the festival. And during the concert, or just before the concert, they gave little paper slips and pencils to to the members of the audience. Well, not me, but well, I guess the, the guys who seem to be uh, Estonians, uh, and to write what they uh, thought about it. They said, okay, listen to this piece, because the premiere, and then they listened to one other piece by another composer. And then during the television uh, program, while the, my piece is playing, they have these funny speech balloons, like in cartoons. It's like pop-up video. You know you know VH1 pop-up video? No. It would be like, they'd play like a music video by like the B-52s or something. <laughs> you know, they, they, they yeah. literally, I remember oh, yeah. one being fucking Love Shack, you know. <laughs> and then like a little window would pop up and be like, a, like an interesting fact about... The yeah, video yeah. while oh, the yeah, video yeah, was happening, kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pop Sometimes up video. they have some chat or something there. Also, so, so, so during so during your piece, they have these speech balloons, like what people thought, but they're all in Estonian, and it's kind of, it's the closest <laughs> language that is to Finnish. But I just I was too afraid. It was too too early, right after because it came. I would right be able after. to. Ha- I would not be able to handle that. I should have. I would I not be able to handle that. that. Now, now I would be interested about this. I looked at one. Just one. I like. Okay. I. What does that mean? And it says something like "lopudu trepid," which means um, endless staircases, according to Google Translate. About this piece, endless staircases. And I thought, okay, that's beautiful. I stopped there. I don't want to because some of them, uh, Estonian is very close to Finnish in some way. But usually, you just understand. But would, do, understand would, would they wrong. put up? Are they going to censor it? Would they put up negative ones? Would they? Would they be like this sucks? <laughs> Probably no uh, obscenities. I mean, they chose they chose them, right? Yeah, I think they put like almost. They knew that I was the composer. I didn't get any, but I noticed people had these. Like, what's going on? Do they have like a pseudocus or what are they doing there? <laughs> That's so weird. I've never even heard of that concept. Like the yeah. literally, literally people's opinions popping up while yeah. the piece is being played. It was just for these two pieces for this kind of segment of the show. They they showed some other, but they didn't. I don't think they did. Yeah. At least for the, when they covered this festival, and you had no, you had you had no interest in. Uh, if uh, it were me, I would have translated everyone. I would have. Yeah, I, I would have I found an Estonian. It. it was on the internet, and uh, there was no expiration date or something. I'd like, okay, it's too soon. I don't want to. That's such a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. It's, it's fantastic. But I, now, no, I no, no. Be... I mean, like a good idea not to look at it. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I would be interested in looking because now it's I'm already in the middle of another piece and you know I don't I don't you know I'm just curious like what what's the layman thing or the, the normal what, what the Estonians think of my music but um, some of them because Finnish is close to Estonian seemed like kind of mean but maybe I'm, usually you this is the type of you mean their personality or their or, comments or the, just the comments seemed like a really negative one for me because I didn't understand it totally but it it's some words resembled Finnish words. And it seemed like very negative, but usually this is the kind of misunderstanding you get with Estonians. You think something's very mean, but it's not. You know, like you this, know, they this, have maybe yeah. the same word, but it has a different meaning. Totally, or not totally different, but totally different kind of subtlety to it. Do you think it's a good idea to even put that up? Like, like I was saying, I think it was a good idea for you not to look at it. Mm. But as far as a good idea 
for that for someone to do that like I put up comments if if about because uh, hmm. you're also taking it's not just about you also yeah. getting com- it's like aren't you tainting somebody else's experience like someone could be listening to that and being like oh this is such a wonderful piece and then all of a sudden like <laughs> a bubble pops up and it's like boring <laughs> yeah. then that person's experiences I think there was this balloon that said boring, but it wasn't on my piece, but some other on the program. Wow, so they, like, really, oh so, they, so, so they really put in negative ones, huh? I guess, if, I, if, if memory serves. But yeah, um, yeah, maybe it's not a... First, I thought it was a great idea because uh, kind of, at least for the people in the concert, they can kind of, they have to kind of think about it, have to listen to it more carefully. And you know that, that they know that it will be on television. It's it's anonymous, but still you, you have to kind of, you know... It, hey, my comment was on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, like maybe they have some kind of a self-respect to not put... It's just boring there or, you know... I'd or not. Be, I'd rather be fishing. <laughs> but maybe it's not... I don't know, maybe... What is it that for the people who are just watching television? I was thinking about that. But like... Do you want to all these bubbles saying all this stuff? Yeah, tainting or maybe, your or experience. Or maybe it's good, you know. It could be good because you, then you kind of, oh, I didn't realize like that. Or, oh, that's an interesting angle to the piece. But, you know, I think those things are helpful, you know. I mean, it would be interesting to gauge the way you experience the piece versus how other people experience the piece. But that can only be done in the purest form if you get the comments afterwards. Mm. You know, they're like, "Oh, I didn't think of it that way." But if a bubble pops up and mm. you're and that says, "Oh, think of it this way," then it's possibly making the way you would be thinking about it by yourself yeah. different. Yeah. Well, well, I've never heard of that. Can, being of course, done. you can disagree with the bubble easily if you. Yeah, but then you're not even listening to the piece anymore. You're just disagreeing with Bob. You know, then you know, it, it's happening. It's happening in real time. You don't pause. You can't pause it. Even if you did pause it, you're not looking at a painting. It exists in time. Your brain doesn't really have time to go somewhere else and then head back. They could, you know, they could have heard a comment, be like, "Yeah, I really disagree with that." I thought about it for a while, and they go back, and then they're like, "Oh, where did this groove come from?" Yeah, you yeah. know, that's true. That is true. Yeah. yeah, I really didn't. I just thought it was totally crazy when I saw it. Like, first, what? So, but but you talk to people after the concert, right? A little bit, yeah. So, what did they? Uh... There were a lot of people I knew suddenly in the concert that from the Estonian scene. I know I've organized concerts with them, and some Finnish reporters happened to be there doing something else. They just go, okay, let's go to listen to some new music because since we're here, and I talk with those, and then of course with the musicians back, backstage. But I think I had some good comments. Some well. Very dear Estonian colleagues of me. Oh, I loved your piece. I, you know the intervals; they really worked. I was so happy because it was a really a kind of a, a opinion that had a value because it's you know she is really good composer herself. Do you what do you value more? This is something I've been struggling with mm. recently. What do you value more, the opinions of your colleagues or the opinions of some person who is in general an open-minded person but does not have much training in new music? And just kind of walks in and says, "I wonder what this experience is going to be about." Well, it's not, well, it's not who says, but it says what what they say, of course. And it, well, it's of course slightly relative. If uh, I know that a really professional colleague or musician who was really into new music and really I know has really good pair of ears and really can uh, distinguish things and analyze things, if they just say like "thank you" and that's it. And they they say nothing. But then I okay that that was not very, like, you know why didn't they say more? Like 
something you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you have the c- capacity to to put in words what you what you thought of it and you just didn't it's kind of rude sometimes it feels even rude maybe if they don't like it they just say thanks and you know they don't have to or thanks you must be really pleased that's the that's yeah or that or congratulations sometimes it can be really somebody doesn't know anything they don't know have the words but they find a way to say it, it can be really nice and yeah, sometimes exactly. it's even yeah. i would say I, I can say we'd say well value more and we'd not that's not uh, i don't have a scale of uh, for those, those things at least yet uh, but, but i think uh, it matters if but if like, someone you know if 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 someone is in the scene and then they know what the scene is and maybe they have expectations you meeting those expectations is not necessarily a good thing Mm, yeah. yeah, that and that's what you know. That's what I mean. And it, and if they're then if they're like, oh, that's really not what new music should be. I mean, that's only a result a result of their conditioning. And someone just walking in with an open mind and having a really rewarding experience, although that may not help me out professionally, <laughs> as the guy who's a new music critic, that almost means more to me because who am I doing this for? Mm. Am I doing this for? Am I doing this to please uh, colleagues? who say, okay, he's one of us because this is what he's doing? Or am I doing this to... Uh, am I doing this for people who have an open mind or are looking for an experience? Yeah, well, in regards to what I said in the beginning about why I do it, you know, this kind of ideal comment would be, of course, a totally normal person, not our free, new music freaks, per se, but like to be like... T- that is totally kind of opened my ears or something and it's like wow what an experience I'm hooked now or I want to hear more new music and stuff. something like this would be kind of what, I, what would make me really happy and sometimes I've, I've gotten that somebody totally stranger who's you know after um, premiere being surrounded by all these colleagues you know waits around and comes shyly said yeah your piece was awesome like never heard anything like that yeah I just wanted to say you think now I have to catch the bus but that was awesome that's that's really kind of cool you know that piece that piece that happened uh, that you actually this is interesting I'd be interested to hear what you think of it I mean not to turn it towards me but Mm -hmm. Interface when they did my when they when they did my trio in Graz and they mm-hmm. did it here in Berlin, the performance in Graz, even though even though they did an amazing job both times, it was the performance in Graz. I, I got I got the feeling that people were like, "Oh, is that really should that be played here or something like that?" I got this weird, I got this weird vibe that it was like too, not conservative, but it had things in it that you shouldn't have in it. Uh, at, at a festival like that, I'm sure I'm projecting a lot of that, but I'm but I'm sure I wasn't projecting some of it, and that's because the audience. I mean, it was just composers and performers. It was, it was 100%. a festival. It was 100% composers and perf- it was 100% colleagues. And in a situation like that, it's weird because it's a little, it, you, know, it, you know, it gets a little political because um, you you want to please those people because a those are the people you're around with all the time. And also, those are the people who ask you to uh, work with them. Those are the people who, at the end of the day, you're going to be working with. And here in Berlin at the BKA Theater, it was just people, a lot of the people were just like, hey, a new music concert, mm. you know? And of course, you were there, and a lot of my friends were there, and there were also plenty of people in the scene there. But there were, there were a fair number of other people. And I felt like it was much better received there, even though the performance was equal. I just got a better vibe, I think, from that performance. It was all about the audience 
and like who and I felt like who I was thinking of when I was actually writing the piece yeah that's of course interesting because you're the one you're the constant in this equation you know kind of how the piece sounds yeah, yeah. and I've heard it twice in two very in like musically and socially different contexts yes, yes. not totally different uh, not 100% different but uh, noticeably different and I, I must say I picked up uh, or noticed in myself a little bit of the vibe that you're in, in God's your piece was kind of different. I was a bit surprised because I think it was just a contrast. And if I heard the piece here, like now, for the first time from your computer, I'm like, okay, no, okay, this is this kind of music. But now in that place, different things uh, came to the fore because they were absent in the other works. It sounded more romantic in plain words in, in God's. Then it sounded even in Berlin later, even though I knew the piece. But it was also, um, to put it somehow object objectively, it was better programmed here. It was the last piece. It was the mo uh, the kind of instrumentally... Instrumentally uh, was everybody. Varied, yeah, yeah, varied yeah. piece. Uh, as, whereas in class, it was the other way around, really. Yeah, it was, it was just a trio. It was, it was a trio yeah, and yeah. then there were larger ensembles. And also kind of music. Uh, musically contextly kind of more interesting and yeah so I think I, right. I think it's your piece would have been in class could have maybe a slightly different programming could have been like also really interesting for being just a little different from the kind of mainstream little bad forers running around that's what I mean it was like and I feel like if you do that then everybody gets like a little like every like everybody else got the nod it was like okay yeah this is the, this is what we're here for mm -hmm. and then i just didn't you know i i, I felt not, it wasn't uncomfortable but it was you know like i wasn't part of the uh uh you know i didn't get that nod i wasn't part of the i wasn't part of the club for my uh what yeah. club <laughs> you know what i mean yeah not, not not club but certainly certainly the scene i wouldn't say that but um well Maybe, I don't know about, and it's a fantastic thing, the Impulse Festival and Academy, but it's, I think, as much as I think Clown Forum Bean is probably my favorite ensemble that I know of. Yeah. I'm really sound-wise and even programming-wise, but they're all, they're quite, uh, they're very um, selective, to put it, uh, in a kind of beautiful, I know that if you're not into that kind of aesthetics that much, you might be and you're living in Vienna, you're kind of thinking, like, why can't I be part of that? If you compare them to to Ensemble Modern, for instance, they play everything. They play... That's true. And that, when I lived in Frankfurt a couple of years ago, you know, being a nomad, I was sometimes very disappointed. You know, I go to Ensemble Modern concert, I know they're fantastic musicians, and then the program is, is just something that doesn't offer anything for me. And you mean it doesn't make sense as a program? I'm kind of, like... I don't want to say bad things about colleagues, but let's say that, for instance, Jörg Widmans, uh, he did this Lendless, like this old German dances, like tonal music for Ensemble Modern. It felt like just a waste of opportunity in a way that, it, you know, all these possibilities that musicians are capable of doing, no matter what the style is, you pick uh, that particular uh, narrow genre but it's also it's totally different approach to say at least they they want to be really wild and do really different kind of things uh, you never know what you're gonna get but Clown Form is kind of a safe bet if you like that kind of thing and I think that kind of reflects to Impulse Academy because they are so heavily involved in, in teaching jobs and juries and stuff like that 
Well, shit. I think, I think that's it. I think I'll end with a curse word. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you used the f word earlier. I did. Yeah. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it all in. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean. Um, I mean. I'm gonna edit out stuff that's boring. But if there's a curse word, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bleep it or yeah. try and take it out. You know. I just want them to be what they are and not super polished. Uh, but yeah. Thanks for coming by. Thanks. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs>